Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Well, it's Joe Pot in for Tom Ackerman here on Sports on a Sunday morning. The Stiefel Sports Studio is Bush Stadium this morning as we get ready for the Reds and the Cardinals. They'll finish up this three-game series here at Bush Stadium today. First pitch is at one fifteen. As we continue the baseball talk, we welcome in the Cardinals president of baseball operations. He is John Mozalak. And as always, Mo, thanks for some time here on this Sunday morning. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I am well. I would be more well or better, I should say, if the uh, if I knew that tarp was coming off the field today. Yeah, quick update on that. I, our, our fingers are crossed that we're going to be able to go on time. Um, obviously, we're going to just sort of wait and see how the next uh, – 45 minutes to an hour unfolds, but uh, we definitely think we're going to uh, ha- have an opportunity to play and, and hopefully we're on time. So fingers crossed. Well, that is uh, certainly good news. So I uh, had a chance to, to visit with Oliver Marmol today and I was talking about, uh, I kind of flashed back to a couple of weeks back. It was a Sunday. Uh, Detroit was in town and it was, you know, Detroit had a huge inning and the Cardinals answer back. They have a big inning. They come away with that win. And that sort of propels this team into that stretch where they won, I think it was 15 of 19 games. Today certainly could be that. You have a Sunday in front of you where you have a series win in front of you. And this could be another jumping off point. To Oliver Marmel's credit, he said, you know, we're still in it. The division's not very good, but it's time that we start putting up some results. I imagine that's the way you feel as well. Well, yeah. I, I mean, obviously, anytime we we answer for for the last uh, you know ten weeks of this season, it's you know people are tired of hearing excuses or or reasons why. I mean, ultimately, at this level in this business, the report card's pretty simple: you're either winning or you're losing. And you know, we just haven't found that right combination to to get it going consistently. And you know, like obviously, I was really excited about um, Wednesday night's win. I thought that could be a, a game that could could help spur some some future success. You know, and then obviously winning on on Friday, and then you know, yesterday again, a little disappointing. Um, fell behind early, and and it just felt like that you know that hole was was so deep, it's going to be hard to to dig out of. And 
you know, this, this team does have talent, but people are tired of hearing about that. They want to see us start to win. And so finding that, that's that consistency um, on an everyday basis is what Ollie and his staff are, are, are working towards and, and trying to find as, as well as all of us in the front office. So, you know, hopefully today we can have a nice, nice game and, and use it as a, as a building block moving forward. Is that the most frustrating part, that it's um, it's not maybe just one thing that's kind of been bad, that sometimes it's starting pitching has a, a bad couple of games. Sometimes you're, you're not getting the big hits. You're not driving in runners with scoring in scoring position. Is it the inconsistency that is, is the most frustrating? For sure. I mean, like, you, you I think whenever you're, you're experiencing – a, a difficult stretch or, or a losing period, it tends to be that way. Um, very rarely is it just one thing, because if it is just one thing, you can you can almost surely address it to some level. Um, but when it's just multiple facets of, of how you're playing, um, that becomes really challenging. And I, and I think even from like the coaching standpoint, you know, that's where they're kind of uh, butting their heads up against the wall because of, of that frustration. And, you know, it's one of those reminders where, where when you're going through something like this, you ha- you have to remain optimistic, you have to remain positive, but you also have to be, you know, very intentional or, or, or very purposeful in how you go about your day. And when things aren't going right, it's 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 harder to to do all of that. But you know, that is the current demand on our coaches to to try to maintain that 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 purpose each day on what to do what individuals need to do and collectively you hope it all comes together that is the whole uh sometimes the outcome doesn't define the you know the process right it, it's hard to trust the process when you're not seeing those results but uh i know that you and your staff and, and oliver and his staff do trust that process and it's a matter of as you said kind of keeping in line and, and keeping things moving in that direction well that's what you hope for and, you know, it's, it's obviously easier said than done because you have a lot of, uh, of dynamics that might be pulling away from that. But that, that's the task at hand, and, and that's really what we're going to try to do, and hopefully that we see positive results in the win-loss call. Uh, speaking of positive results, at least uh, individually, you have Jordan Walker back up in the big leagues and someone else that I spoke with, Oliver, about that here is a – player that came up with much fanfare at the beginning of the year was sent back down and it you know I'm sure that it could have been taken in a in a poor direction you know in his mind but he went there worked on the things that you specifically asked him to work on while he was in Memphis he's come back up and he's having success here in this you know first week back in the big leagues yeah, sort of interesting, right? Because like you look at yesterday's game and I, you know it's going to show up that he hit a double but you know, he really hit four balls on the nose right. um, about as hard as is humanly possible. And unfortunately, just at people. But, but he is a special player, meaning his, he's he's obviously got a very unique elite type skill set. But he's also like, like a good young man. And, you know, yeah, so you know, no one likes to be told they're being optioned. Nobody likes to be told they have to go work on things. Um, but he, he went about it great. And, you know, I think maybe the biggest frustration for him was just lack of success at Memphis, really. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, I, I think, you know, part of that was just his name brand, meaning like, you know, when I was talking to the manager down there, 
Ben Johnson, he was just saying, look, he's getting pitched tough because of, of who he is. And, and so trying to work on things, but also have some game success can be a, can be very challenging. And so I think he just decided to take a deep breath, relax at the plate. And I, I think, you know, all of us are now seeing the, the, the benefits of that because, you know, he is putting good swings on the ball. Um, he's definitely, you know, working on trying to elevate a little bit. And, you know, all in all, I think you'd have to say he's been very impressive in his return. Uh, without question. Um, <clears throat> sticking with that same uh, subject matter, can you tell me uh, uh, any other prospects that you're still, you know, that you're on, that you're watching, that are really improving? Has Mason Wynn been hitting the ball well? I know, obviously, Luke and Baker is up here with the big league team now. Tink Hentz continues to pitch well for you. Um, you know, what's... Who are you currently watching very closely? Well, great question. And, um, you know, you mentioned a few that I think have become a little bit more household names in the sense of Mason Wynn and and Tink Hens. And, you know, both those guys are trending in in nice directions. And what I mean really by that is, you know, Tink's got a pitch. And so now he's finally getting an opportunity to, to take the ball every fifth day and he's last two outings he's gone five innings so we're really excited about him being able to build up you mentioned mason Wynn, obviously uh, a 21 year old shortstop at memphis and you know i think the big thing to pay attention to him is just where is he uh going offensively uh you know from a defensive standpoint he's he's athletic he's a fast twitch guy so now it's just about you know getting reps and playing every day and and so maybe to touch on a few names that aren't something that we always talk about even though Ivan Herrera, we have to say something about just because he's having just an outstanding season down at Memphis. And um, it's not just that he's putting up close to a 950 OPS, but he's also um, really improved his defense. So super excited at what we're seeing out of him. I think uh, McGreevy has thrown the ball really well for Memphis. And then you have, you know, younger guys like Hanson and Mott who are throwing the ball really well from the left side at low A and then uh, even like Victor Scott playing really well at Peoria and uh, really happy about that. And and Cho, who, you know, is a player we signed as an amateur out of uh, South Korea. He's swinging about really well at, uh, at our Palm beach club. So, you know, overall, I feel like a lot of the, the young players that are starting to sort of emerge, if you will, and they're not just those household names, um, is, is something that's been really fun to watch. And, and so there's more I could have touched on, but uh, I don't want to bore you, but it's certainly uh, an exciting group coming. Uh, just to follow up on Tink Hens, I was looking at it yesterday. I was talking about it on the pregame show, as a matter of fact, and the thing that surprised me is the numbers were so good, but he had not yet thrown a quality start. And I think that's what you touched on, just saying that he needs to build up and continue to pitch and be able to get you deeper in games, I imagine. Yeah, I think like like yesterday, he could easily have, have, have done what you just said, gotten a quality start, meaning he went five innings. It was at 60 pitches. So mm-hmm. that's really efficient, right? I think he's a total of 59, actually. My yeah. point there is, is, you know, we're just trying to walk that fine line of build up, but grow, right? And not have him have a setback with something physical. So yesterday's line, even though it was only five innings, was still really impressive. And, you know, the guy, the guy has just effortless velocity, meaning it, it, it comes out easy. And now it's just about gaining experience and getting that build up. And uh, right now uh, 
we're very encouraged about where he's at. Switching gears from the uh, young players to the grizzled vet of the group, and that is Adam Wainwright, who will pitch for you today. And I was talking in the last segment about all of the places that he ranks when it comes to active major league pitchers and certainly all the places he ranks in the top three, four, five, and all of the Cardinals' all-time leaders. But here is a guy that is finishing up his final season in a Cardinals uniform that has spent his entire career in a Cardinals uniform. And I know that the success hasn't quite been there yet for him, but I imagine that for you it's still enjoyable to watch number 50 take the mound and take the field for the Cardinals. Absolutely. I, you know what I'd say, and, and, I, and I hope like fans can resonate with this, because I think like the, the, the most fascinating thing to watch about Adam Wainwright is how he does have success with, you know, arguably marginal stop. Um, you know, he's, his fastball is, is well below 90 miles an hour. Um, he can still spin it, so, we, you know, we, we need to give him credit for the curveball. But you think about, like, all the other guys that we roll out there that have, like, just unbelievable stuff, yet they don't have the same type of success. And that's the part of, of, of having a pitcher with, with, you know, his grit, his guile, his, his ability to read swings and know what to do and, and how to pitch to hitters. And if I were a young pitcher, I would, I would watch and study and, and, and really try to emulate some of the things he does because he's getting by with an 87, 88-mile-an-hour fastball, and, 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 and he's making it work, whereas other people are you know, pumping in mid to upper 90s and not finding it working for them. And so the ability to control the strike zone, manage the strike zone, is, is one of his greatest strengths. And uh, I wish others would, would really follow that because Gosh. that allows you to be efficient and it's successful. It is truly a masterclass in pitching and not just throwing, which is what we see so much of today. And it's a pitcher that when you look back even four or five years ago, that's really even kind of reinvented himself. I mean, he fully admitted that he thought that he was going to be finished with baseball, you know, a couple of years ago. And here he is cruising, not cruising, but gaining on 200 wins almost. Let's just say it this way. Like, like, yeah, it's not cruising, but he's competing. And, yes. and the thing about that is, is it's, it's important to appreciate that because even though he's 42, even though he's, you know, doing it maybe with smoke and mirrors relative to what you see in this league, but he's given our team a chance to win. And I do appreciate that. Well, John, we appreciate you taking time on Sunday mornings as you do almost every week here, usually with Tom Ackerman, but oftentimes with myself as well. And we look forward to a mostly dry afternoon at the ballpark and a hopeful series win today against the Reds. That sounds great. Fingers crossed and uh, have a great weekend, Joe. I appreciate it. That is John Mozalak, the Cardinals president of baseball operations here with us on sports on a Sunday morning from Bush stadium. We'll finish things up on this episode. When we come back here to Bush after this on Camo X. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 